Today's episode is brought to you by Alexandra Park BJJ. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a full-contact martial art and combat sport that was developed in Brazil in the 20th century. With roots in Judo and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, has been developed and refined into a unique grappling art with the aim to allow a smaller and weaker individual to beat a bigger and stronger opponent with the application of proper technique. Based in Muswell Hill, North London, Alexandra Park BJJ's classes are designed so that you can develop your fitness levels, balance, coordination and flexibility in a no-pressure environment and to provide the opportunity to start a new sport at a reasonable price. At Alexandra Park BJJ, we aim to be inclusive so that everyone can benefit from this incredible art, not just the athletic or ultra-competitive. To book your free class, head over to alexandraparkbjj.co.uk or email inquiries at alexandraparkbjj.co.uk. Welcome to Audiobookish, an audiobook review and discussion podcast looking at audiobooks both big and small, as well as radio plays, narrative podcasts, anything audiobook-ish. This podcast may contain spoilers, rants, curse words, mispronunciations of names and places, and more. Hello everyone, you're listening to Audiobookish, an audiobook review and discussion podcast. My name is Fahed Rahman and I'm joined by Poppy Knight. Hello. And the book that we are going to be discussing today is the Time Wasters Letters Compendium by Robin Cooper. Do you want to read out the blurb for this one, Poppy? Yes, so... The massive best-selling Time Waster Letters books featured the wonderfully silly letters of Robin Cooper, aka Friday Night Dinner creator Robert Popper, in which he shared his madcap ideas, and even madcapper inventions, with everyone from the British Halibut Association to the Peanut Council. The resulting replies, as well as Cooper's replies to these replies, had a nation in hysterics. Letter writing was never the same again. And now, exactly 15 years, 5 months and 26 days after the first Time Waster Letters book hit our shelves, you can listen to these hilarious letters as they're brought to life in this Audible exclusive by comedy giants Dawn French, Peter Serafinowicz and Robert Popper. The Time Waster Letters compendium brings together the Time Waster Letters and Return of the Time Waster Letters, along with exclusive audio content. There's a new introduction by Popper, a chat with Serafinowicz, reflecting on the 20 years since Popper sent off his first fateful letter. Plus, a world exclusive, The Cement Murder Mystery, the first thriller story penned by Robin Cooper himself and read by Jonathan Keeble. We don't want to make promises, but it might also be the worst written story of all time. You'll also get to hear a selection of Popper's world-famous prank phone calls in which he poses as the hapless and hopeless Robin Cooper. And I'll read out uh, Robin Robin Pooper. That's not his name. Um, <laughs> Robert Popper's uh, bio. So Robert Popper is an award-winning writer, producer, performer, and best-selling author. He's a writer and producer of all six series of Channel 4's Friday Night Dinner. He co-created and starred in BBC Two's Look Around You with Peter Serafinovitz, produced a BAFTA award-winning peep show, wrote on uh, season 14 of South Park, and script edited The Inbetweeners, The IT Crowd, and Him and Her. Under his pseudonym Robin Cooper, he wrote the best-selling Time Waster Letters and the follow-up, The Return of the Time Waster Letters. His 
Third book, The Time Wasted Diaries, was Book of the Week on BBC Radio 4, read by Paul Whitehouse. Robert's books have sold over 300,000 copies. Robert also co-wrote several episodes of Channel 4's Staff's Let's Flats with Jamie Dimitriou. Um, and Robert has a new series, I Hate You, which will be airing on Channel 4 in late 2022. Um, so this was my choice. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to listen to something that was a bit light that would mm-hmm. um, kind of put a smile um, on my face. And I just I came across this book in Borrow Box. Um, I hadn't really heard of this uh, character or mm. these uh, letters before, but it seemed like um, an interesting concept um, and something that might be up my street. Um mm-hmm. How did you, what were your kind of like first impressions of it? So I made the mistake that I try not to do. And I did look at some reviews first before I ended up reading it. Um, So might be coloured by that, but I actually think I would have come to this anyway. In that, so the time waster letters, the idea is that, like it's sort of said in that blurb, this character, Robin Cooper, has some really weird ideas and sends kind of letters or um, uh, rings up or I think there might have been a couple of emails in there Um, or maybe that's just me thinking in a more digital world about the letters Um, to various people and the idea of it being a bit of waste of time for him is amusing however I did find the fact that it was wasting other people's time to be quite harsh um and cruel at times and i'm sure we'll discuss that a bit further yeah. on and it's sometimes just a bit sad i think i'm not big on pranks and that effectively is what this is you know i don't like watching um you know all those kind of impractical jokers and various shows like that it's not the kind of thing that i enjoy and because i you know i don't like that deception kind of thing and i yeah. think the fact that that was carried through it meant i didn't uh love this but i can definitely see some good points about it but if we're going with my overall thoughts the concept i didn't super love it's weird because it's very similar to a lot of what joe lycett does um and i think i love joe lycett and i love a lot of what he does but i do think at times he can also skirt that line to just being annoying in a way where you feel more for the people on the other end of it. Um, And also a lot of what he's doing at the moment is much more with an actual purpose to change things. Like a lot of when he's uh, annoying people in companies, it's because their company is not doing a great thing. Whereas these were just for the silly and for the fun of it. So yeah, I didn't hate it, but it's definitely not the kind of thing that I uh, love and certainly not always felt the most comfortable with either. Yeah, so I was really drawn to this by the concept of it. It just seemed like something that'd be light and fluffy and, you know, just, mm. you know, something, um, the sort of um, book that you'd be able to kind of listen to in like five, 10 minute bursts or mm, kind of yeah. listen to like in um, kind of a, a longer session. Um, my initial impressions of the book were really kind of negatively colored by the voice of Robin Cooper. Yeah, I didn't and think you would like it. I. <laughs> Uh, it just it really it really put me on edge. It kind of um, I've been stuck in rooms with people like this, so it might have kind of triggered some sort of really light PTSD. Because you know these these sort of people have got kind of like monotonous 
stupid ideas and you just can't escape from the conversation yeah um so that's kind of what it reminded me of it is this kind of like um sort of whiny teeny white like act and i just oh yeah, yeah i just i just, it sounds strange but i think this is one of those occasions where i probably would have preferred to read the book rather than mm. listen to it because that voice i it just didn't sit right with me um, yeah at all and i also kind of agree with you with um, especially when it came to some of the phone pranks. Yes. I thought some yeah. of them skirted the line into mean, not necessarily mm. deliberate mean, mean spiritedness, but no, it's kind no. of like, especially some of the phone calls he did to kind of like the hotels, because I appreciate how yeah. busy some of those people mm-hmm. can be. And just kind of like, I think sometimes you could kind of tell the person on the other end of the line was in on the joke, but other times you could kind of tell that the person was like completely exasperated yeah which might be part of the joke for some people but just for me i found though so i I basically fast forwarded through Fair. those sections because i found them just a little bit too stressful so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know how you felt about the um prank calls and stuff like that yeah 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 so firstly just touching on the voice because yeah it's certainly irritating but i think that's sort of part of the voice that he's given yeah. to um robin cooper isn't it and yeah. i think that's the thing where if you're happy to sit through it then that elevates the audio yeah. you know because as opposed to just reading the letters by this person this character is brought to life and embodied um and you know the whole idea that the book is written under that pseudonym the fact that it's also narrated by that pseudonym character uh does definitely add a really great element to it if you like it but yes if like you you don't like it then you might have preferred to read it and take it that way and then yeah the phone calls i think we're in a similar track i think they were even lower down the rung if you want to put it that way than the letters um they didn't have quite the same um cleverness of some of what he wrote in the letters and uh, and were just like prank phone calls and you could definitely tell when some people were getting frustrated um i find it odd because it it does seem like they're the actual like recordings of the phone which seems mad that they'd be able to do that um yeah i don't know how they got the rights clearances (laughs) and if not then some incredible actors have done some um impersonations on them which is great but yeah and that you know i mean that feels like an invasion of uh invasion of privacy sorry and yeah i hate them getting frustrated and certainly you can just empathize, I think, yeah. in, you know, whether you've done sort of customer facing work or just work in general or just as a person. I think you can empathize with, with him wasting those times. I think the one thing that was maybe a pro point to the phone calls rather than the letters is that the letters, he had as much time as he wanted to come up with something clever, you know, if we're talking about the cleverness. I did. Uh, have a lot of respect for the speed of the improv during those phone calls. Yeah. Um, you know, as someone who's done a lot of Amdram stuff in the past and absolutely loved, you know, the improv activities that I've done with a ton of different groups and it is really, really fun. And it's one of the things that I love about uh, live comedy that sort of can change or like panel shows and stuff like that is always their kind of like their quick wit improv stuff as well as actual improv things like, you know, whose line is it anyway and, and that kind of thing. I did respect that about the phone calls for sure. There was some really good thinking on his feet that was quite amusing. But my overall feeling was, this is just a bit, I know it's a joke to you, but they're trying to get on with their work. Um, So yeah. Yeah. There were a kind of a few sections that did make me like 
smile. I wouldn't hmm. say necessarily laugh out loud. Um, yeah. I'm specifically thinking about his uh, correspondence with the British Council for like Colours, where he, you know, he claims to have uh, invented the colour green, which is hmm. it's just it's just a bit silly, and you know, it's kind of like you know a little bit oddball. You could kind of tell I felt with that one that um, they were sort of semi taking it seriously, but semi taking it as a joke as well. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Um, the other one, which kind of made me smile, but also made me feel really bad for them, was the um, the publishers about his yeah. children's book, and they were kind of being like, "Oh, what the you know, don't tear your book up, mm. you know, continue writing." They're trying to be really kind of like kind-hearted about it, which made me feel quite uh, fondly for like people in publishing because I think sometimes they get kind of a bit of a, a bad rap, but they were fairly patient with yeah. him, I think. Oh, definitely. That was one that I'd written down as an example for that, where, you know, this woman, I think it was Claire, had given such, like, genuine help and advice as to, we're not the right publisher for you, but here are the things with your stories and, and here are those things, and it genuinely meant it. And it f- then felt bad that, you know, that advice wasn't going to someone who was actually wanting it, you know? And similarly, yeah. there was the ball bearings one, where the letter was talking about how his son has a huge collection of ball bearings and, uh, you know, it's becoming a safety hazard in the house and asking this president of the Ball Bearings Association or something like that to tell his son not to anymore. And he sent the most amazing letter back about, you know, don't let your parents curb your passions. If you're enthusiastic about this, then here's these resources, here's these resources, here's how you should take care of them. Um, but do make sure that you're being respectful of the other people yeah. in your house. And that was just heartbreaking because yeah. I felt like there were a lot of these ones where he'd, I mean, maybe targeted is the wrong yeah. word, but it sort of felt like that. Hobbies mainly that yeah. might be considered, you know, niche, might dorky, be made yeah. fun of. Yeah, um, there was uh, there was like the magic ones. People, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was so much stuff where people have a real genuine passion for it and I just felt by contacting them and using so many of those in this was like a making fun of their hobby and I know he said in the interview at the end that he didn't want to do that but I just think by pretending to have an interest in something by getting someone to waste their time on responding to someone that they think shares their genuine interest only to find out or not find out but even so only for the truth to be that they don't was just a bit cruel so you know even more so than the people at work that were trying to do their jobs which I can you know appreciate that wholeheartedly is not great to be wasting their time either but those people that yeah have a passion for a hobby that probably other people have made fun of them for before that insincere interest was just really tough to then hear their really wonderful genuine replies you know if you want to hear some people who have a real passion for what they're dealing with then that's something great to take away from this book but it's just a shame that it's framed around yeah yeah, them being contacted ungenuinely yeah i think there's uh, kind of one aspect that we haven't kind of mentioned which is dawn french's and peter serafinovich's Um, narration. I felt they were both absolutely bloody brilliant. Yeah. Um, especially Dawn French. She was able to, um, like really subtly in, uh, imbue this sense of like someone's patience being really severely tested mm-hmm. or sometimes just kind of like a wry sense of humor about, I, I know this is a bit silly. Um, mm. but I'm going to give you a semi genuine answer. 
Yeah. Anyway, and she, yeah, that's kind of like a masterful vocal performance. Maybe, strange sure. enough, maybe one of the best vocal performances I've maybe listened to this year. And like Peter Serafinovich kind of just doing his deep voice kind of mm-hmm. like thing as well. It was also really nice to listen to as well. And they kind of, if it weren't for both of them, I probably would have not finished mm. this one because I found Robin Cooper's voice that grating. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you've got any um, comments about um, uh, either of their performances. Yeah, so I think we feel very similarly. So for those who don't know, the way that it's, at least the majority of the book is structured, is that Robert Popper does his Robin Cooper voice and reads the letters that he sent out. And then either Dawn French or Peter Serafinovich are reading the replies. Um, And they sort of go across like that. And yeah, their portrayal of the responses was really good. It had that sort of um, professionalism that matched the way that the letters were written. Yeah. But also that kind of softness where it was required and... Yeah, it, it was really, really good. The kind of business, like, and the points where clearly people were confused. That came yeah. across as well. They were all really, really perfectly read, I thought, to what was um, what was being replied. And it was quite interesting because I listened to a good chunk of it while I was at work and while I was doing my own emails, um, which is quite funny. And it was really good as well just to hear some of the very tactful replies that were given. You know, um, some of the phrases of how do you address that sort of a question. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. basically, stuff like that. The kind of tact, the professional speaking, the, yeah, um, implying things and doing it in a a proper manner was was really quite good. And yeah, I think I've absorbed a few tips and tricks that might be employed in the future. But yeah, yeah, just it, it was because as much credit as we can give to Robert Popper, Robin Cooper or whatever for writing those letters, and some of which I do think have some cleverness to them, I think you've got to give a lot of credit to the people who were replying back as well. Yeah. Also thinking of that, like it being sad stuff, a lot of the times where it said end of correspondence, that was quite sad as well because that's when you realise that they knew their time had been wasted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that hurt as well. The time is when it ended on their letters. Sometimes felt quite nice that he'd realised, okay, this is the time to stop. Yeah. And that was nice when, yeah, for a lot of it, you kind of like worry that he's just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. Sometimes it was nice to hear, oh, he left it there. They succeeded basically yeah. in getting him to shut up. But then, yeah, some of them, you just, you could imagine the person behind, probably partly because of how well Don French and Peter Serafinovich had portrayed them just going oh never mind this is a you know and that kind of hurts a bit i also thought it was really good as an audio thing in general to decide to do it like that i think if it had just been one person even those two different voices it wouldn't have been as engaging at all yeah Though it was slightly confusing when for example there was definitely one where dawn french did a reply and then Robin sent a letter and then Dawn French was reading a reply from a different woman within the organization. And oh, that yeah. confused me a little bit. I mean, I think it's fair enough because you wouldn't have wanted like, I don't think you'd have wanted like seven different people yeah. reading them back. But it was a bit weird when you don't have it written down. You're sort of keeping names in your head, names that are fleeting. And, you know, you've only heard it a minute ago, but you heard 20 other names in the last 20 minutes, you know, yeah. to try and realise, oh, wait, that's not the same person that replied the first time round was a little bit hard to uh, follow. But, I mean, that's my only criticism with yeah. choosing that format, which I think worked really well. Yeah, I think it was a really smart um, 
production decision to do it to yeah. do it that way. Um, yeah. So you know, again, listening to the post interview section of the book, I kind of felt a little bit bad that I didn't like the book more than I did because it yeah. does seem there's a lot of affection for mm-hmm. the book and um i felt a bit bad that i wasn't able to kind of like get into that i don't really like mm. disliking things yes especially <laughs> things that other people seem to be really fond of yeah. um but one thing that did maybe come across uh in the book and it's something that um peter asked uh, robert was about the drawings that mm. um, were included in some of the letters and i've you know i've just gone on quickly on online now and i've looked at some of the letters and Seeing some of the drawings, it would have become more immediately apparent that this guy was um, not being serious at all because the drawings are, are absolutely farcically mm. bad. Um, so that might have um, lightened the. Like, I mean, I was I cringed quite a lot yeah. going through this book. If I'd had maybe that visual reference of like, okay, this guy is an, is an idiot, mm. um, and he's attached this kind of not even a childlike drawing, just looks like the the drawing of like. Um, someone who's completely deluded um, might have softened the blow slightly more, but again, it just it just wasn't. Um, it was a book that I had to get through because yeah. I said we we needed to do it for the podcast. <laughs> rather than one that I enjoyed um, listening to. Um, I don't really have much yeah. more to say about it. Have you got any other like closing comments? Um, well, I was just going to say it with what you were saying about the pictures there, because I understand what you mean, but I think the fact that he withholds the pictures for so long and yeah. then sends them, and then that tended often to be the point where there was no more replies. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that was where people realised that it was a bit of a joke, and I think they might have even said that in the interviews. Yeah. And even just the withholding itself frustrated me, because all of the, should I send you this? Question mark. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking with my efficiency brain of just send it <laughs> why wouldn't you just send it you know um and try and save the email it, 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 the letter or whatever but i'm sort of thinking email in my own experience of you know preempt what they're gonna ask and just do it um and if they don't want to open it they don't need to open it but you've already sent it and i understand that that's part of his time wasting tactic and therefore very effective but yes i did find that extremely frustrating that there was sort of like should I send it? Should I send it? As instead of just sending it, which is I'm sure what the other person on the yeah. end was feeling. They were feeling that thing of why haven't you just sent it in the first place? Then I have all the info. Um, but also interesting on the pictures because I never felt until I was listening to that interview like they were missing. Yeah. So they did discuss how they added some audio description to it, which I think was great. And I imagine they must have done it for like the dartboard yeah. um, or something like that. But that seamlessly worked in quite well it felt like that um should have been in there um it didn't stick out at all and i never felt like the pictures were missing because even when the pictures were referred to you know they were being referred to within the letter they are i am attaching this and so you just feel like because you're not the main recipient of the letter you don't have the attachment you know what i mean so whereas some things where it could have easily felt like the audio was missing the pictures this one really didn't feel like the audio was missing the pictures you were aware that the pictures existed but you didn't feel like they'd been kept from you through the audio format which i think was really good Um, and like there was a a leaflet attachment and Obviously, I appreciate a leaflet is a lot of words, but it's also a very visual thing, isn't it? You know, you've got sort of like, you imagine a kind of threefold panel thing, you know, three on each side, folding up leaflet. And the way that they did that with kind of like the pauses and just the way that he performed it, it felt like a leaflet um, in audio. And that was, I was really impressed by that for sure. 
Yeah, I would go on to like the Time Wasters website and just have a look at some of the drawings because I they should, are yeah, yeah. they they are some of them are quite um quite funny. Um, mm. yes, yeah, so I think that's really I, I can't really recommend this unless you've got a certain like sense of humour. I found Robin's Cooper's voice really grating, and there wasn't enough else in there for me to kind of like I had to struggle to get through this. So I can't really mm. recommend this. I don't know um, how you feel. This yeah, part. I did have it on times. I th- I think I was times one and a half for a bit, and then sped it up to times two when I got yeah. used to it. Because yeah, yeah. I, I was getting through it, and partly because of you know all that feeling sad for the people on the other end, definitely. But like I say, there was some stuff I took away from it. I took away from some stuff of the good, like you say, production decisions, the good way it was done in audio, um, the good performances, even when we didn't like Robin Cooper's voice necessarily. The expression that was put into it was really good. Yeah. Um, there was one phone call that I was very impressed with the way it made it sound like he'd come away from the phone and was calling for someone in the other room. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come I'll come in. And and they came in and he's done it way better than I'll have just done it then. Um and speaks as this new person. That was really good. You know, there was yeah. some definitely good moments yeah, in the, it. The section of the like the brothers and the sisters. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was some good stuff there. And there was some as I've been saying, there was some cleverness in the writing and a lot of the fact where, you know, you could tell what he was doing, but in that clever way there was sort of um I'm talking about this, and by that I mean that, and by that I yeah. mean that. And I liked how it was really embedded. It was time-wasting within the letter that was time-wasting. Yeah. Um, and, and I liked that as a technique. And then that brought me on to the thing that I actually liked most about this book was the extra story at the end. Yes. Um, that it talks about in the blurb as being like, you know, the worst written book. But it's partly because of that thing. It's because it has that, um, you know, was walking down the street on a Tuesday, and by that I mean the second day of the week. It, it wasn't that, but it was that sort of thing. And there was lots of silliness in the way that was written and lots of playing about with words and language and using different words or phrases for the same thing that was quite clever and funny. And I liked that because it did remind me quite a bit of the Mr. Gumbox that we talked about way back in the first um, episode of this podcast and that I've been listening to again a bit recently because it's that silliness and it's that what if we took this word and did something silly with it and what if we wrote in a silly way and what if we didn't really care about the plot making sense necessarily you know and we just be silly Um, and it was quite good to have that in a book that isn't aimed at children you know accessible for uh, but not aimed at and I did quite like that I like it as a style it's not a style that I would like everything to be written in for sure <laughs> but it's a style that I can enjoy uh, on the odd occasion so yeah I actually much preferred the extra bonus content than the main bit of the book <laughs> I think I probably feel the same way I think that the interview at yeah. the end was quite good and that it was the, it was interesting the kind of short novella thing at the end was quite enjoyable as well okay so I think that wraps up our, our discussion really um uh, again guys thank you very much for uh listening can you please continue to support the podcast you can follow us on social media at audiobookish pod on twitter while it's still around uh <laughs> facebook and um if it is Insta- by the time this goes out <laughs> yeah and um instagram um and if you can click the link in the chip jar to send us some money it helps keep the lights on if you've got any comments or recommendations you can email us at audiobookishpod at gmail.com thanks everyone uh let's say bye 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 bye